Gazza, you are everything You're all we ever wanted Always go real big Bigger than we could've done it You be in on everything Teammates ain't never got it We want this spent ever Any price we'll spend whatever on you Shoulder slow you down Still average 110 and up But then you got it right Came back and ripped it up We start you every year We ain't giving up And we say the same thing Every single time Gazza, you the best Gazza, you the best Gazza, you the best Gazza, you the best You're the best we ever had Best we ever had Best we ever had Best we ever had Cause Gazza, you the best Welcome legends, it's been another huge week of fantasy football, the Doc has released his fridge benefit thoughts, he's got the word out to the guns line, recruit Ben Keys to let us know when he's debuting, he's on the emergency list if you haven't seen your teams already, uh, there's been the break evens, a bunch of Q&A's been going on, it's been a brilliant week, this is Chizo. you can also call me Chisel after that gangster intro, I'm on again with Houston, how you going there champion? Yeah good, uh, comment on the intro, well, that is good. <laughs> That is good. Great work. <laughs> I'm uh, going to change um, profession, mate. I'm going to give up yeah. on this super coach stuff. Don't give up your day job. <laughs> nah, it, it was good. You did well. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's uh, uh, just changing enough a little bit. We're going to have a, a new intro every week. It came to me in a spot, like an inspiration, a ray of light just hit me, and I was like, I'm going to just turn gangster for a week. Nah, I love it. Love Seriously, it. though, Gaz, he is a gift from the gods. Hasn't gone yeah. below 120 yet this year, and everyone was writing him off. He's the realist. <laughs> Easy gun. How did your week go? Oh, mate. I got absolutely slaughtered by did injuries. I yeah, had um, Crouch, Rocky, Wingard, Rockcliffe. No, sorry. Uh, Rocky and Wingard. <laughs> uh, Rocky and Rocky the same bloody thing. <laughs> Crouch, Rocky. Wingard, Rich, those guys, are, man, buggered me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, me. I had a whole bunch of them out as well. Oh. Um, yeah, so there's some pretty good games on the weekend. We actually finally got one that was half decent that we, we called was going to be a good game beforehand. Yeah, still went to a little bit of a blowout in the end, but oh well. Yeah, what, exactly, what do you do? Yeah. But... There's some, there's some really good games, some big news, um, probably fantasy-wise. Sanderland's going down with broken ribs and all that kind of stuff. Is uh, is that going to impact the likes of uh, Nathan Fife and uh, Matty Barlow, um, Michael Barlow getting the, the, the spoon-feeding out of the centre, you know, hit-outs to advantages? Are they going to cost them? Oh, it's a uh, it's a scary thought. They, Yeah, you never know what's going to happen, but Sanderland's is just being spoon-feeding them, like you said, so, um, mm. yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't change too much for Fife oh, and Barlow because I've got him yeah. as well. But, yeah, see how we go. It'll be interesting. And it was a cracker between the uh, Bulldogs and the Hawks, just like we predicted. I, I honestly thought the Bulldogs were going to get up. Yeah, me too. They, they look so good. Like, mm. cr- whole, yeah, credit to them. They look amazing. Yeah. It's going to hurt them with um, Rob Murphy out, though. And we've been getting some questions about, you know, who does it, does it, is it going to affect Johannesson or anything like that? I don't probably see it affecting Johannesson so much. Maybe Matty Boyd becomes a little bit more of the general off halfback now, so his output might go off a bit. But yeah, yeah, possibly. interesting. We'll crack in through the teams then, shall we? Yeah, let's go through them. All right, you up first, mate. No worries. So the first game we've got West Coast versus Richmond. So there's no change from West Coast side of things. The changes for Richmond, we have Andrew Moore, who's come in, Taylor Hunt as well, who's come in. Uh, out, we've got Anthony Miles and Jaden Short, who have been omitted. Jaden Short's a bit of a kick for the people that got him in during the week, but what can you do? It happens. Um, new player is Andrew Moore. So one of the big things to take away from this game, I guess, is that we still have the likes of Rioli, 
Um, we've still got the likes of Connor Menendju, Alice, um, Corey Alice. He's he's been playing well, and hopefully we'll um, yeah, pick boy. a little bit. Yeah, that's your boy. Um, yeah, but unfortunately for those with short, uh, yeah, might have to might have to move him out. You're being cut a little bit short. <laughs> Good one, mate. Nice segue. Thanks, buddy. Go All for right. it. All right. Essendon and uh, the Cats, uh, my boy, Darcy Parrish, named on a wing. That's all I care about. Okay, next game. No. Uh, so Essendon has Connor McKenna, the Irish recruit, coming in for his first game for the year after sneaking a couple in last year. Uh, Craig Bird, the recruit, comes in. Jaden Laverty comes in. Out for Nick Comer, who's been basically sputting it up, as has Ryan Crowley, who's been omitted, and Jackson Merritt. They're probably the three biggest spuds in our team. We're missing 12 of our best ones anyway. Um, and the Cats, Tom Lonigan back in. Corey Gregson and Jordan Murdoch come back in. Out goes Jake Colodagny. Corey Enright is being managed, so he's just uh, managing the amount of game time he's going through to get him through the rest of the year as an old bugger. And Lincoln yep. McCarthy's a big one. A lot of a lot of us have him as a uh, a forward rookie, and he killed the game last week against Brisbane. And he's got a minute. Well, what's all that about? So that, that's that's a, an interesting one. He's gone onto the emergency list, so it's definitely an omission, not an injury or anything like that. Um, again, John Simpkin and Sam Grimley sitting in the emergencies can't get a game on a killing Essendon uh, lineup, and I can't wait to see us beat the Cats. That sucks. Imagine that getting omitted for doing really well. <laughs> what do you do? What What's worse than that? Getting omitted from a team that is missing half its stars, and you still get omitted from it. Yeah, you bugger. <laughs> Next Good one, enough. mate. Alrighty, so next game we're looking at is the Hawthorne-St. Kilda game. So, should be a good one. I think Hawthorne will run away with it, but we've got a couple of relevant ins and outs. Um, in for the Hawks, we've got Tim O'Brien, Daniel Howe, and bloody Luke Hodge. Didn't the guy break his arm like a week ago in some freak car accident or something? Straight back in. Oh, God. It's a weapon. Um out, John O'Rourke, Ryan Schoenmakers, the MVP, and one of the hurtful ones, Josh Gibson. So if you got him in, you're, um, yeah, wait and see how you go with that. Cause I, I, if I you bet got a lot of people got him in yeah. too. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people saying, oh, yeah, he's all Chasing been, points. I'll get him in. I'll get him in this week. Oh, just, oh, yeah, you know, on the back of a 200, you know. But he's always been good. But, yeah, now he's injured. So... Reverse that one. Um, in St Kilda, my boy, Tom Lee. He's in. He is in. He's named <laughs> on field. Aren't I'm you happy about it? Eight. I feel like I feel like I've got a meaning, a purpose. <laughs> Everything's changed, you know. I, yeah, it, it's amazing. Turn it up, mate. It's Tom Lee. He's going to make it 50K tops. It's, it's Bruce Lee. <laughs> I hope he comes out. You're full of crap, mate. I hope he's Houston. an agent man. Hashtag like. full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, in as well, Eli Templeton and Blake Akers. Out, Dylan Roberton, Jimmy Webster and Luke Dunstan. So, yeah, go go through the clash at the queue. Yeah, queue clash up my way is going to be very interesting. My boy, Danny Rich. I call him my boy because I kept him when he had that hamstring niggle and was a late out. And that really hurt me with all the other injuries I had. So I got Hartley's 53. So thanks for that, Hartley. Um, he hasn't been dropped either, I should should mention. Billy Evans goes out for Danny Rich. On the Sun side of things, Tuk Tuk Miller, Keegan Brooksby, um, and Callum Archie. Some good talent coming in. Out for Rory Thompson, who twisted his ankle pretty horrendously. It didn't look too bad, but they're saying two to three weeks. Trent McKenzie tried to go face first. Um, into a contest and lost his nose. He actually rearranged it straighter on his face, which was the interesting thing. Um, and Brandon Matera gets admitted for being a weak sack of you-know-what uh, <laughs> and not putting in second efforts, which is what he does. The big thing for me, our boy Benny Keys, that we've uh, linked up online with, he is in the emergency, first emergency. So let's hope Danny Rich's hamstring cooks it again so he can get Keyesy straight in. He's been tearing up the needle. Um, and um, Braden Farini, on, who's been tearing up the needle as well, is uh, second emergency on the Gold Coast side of things. They're a couple to keep an eye on because they're ball it's magnets. It's good to see. Um, Adelaide and Sydney. 
We have in for Adelaide, we've got Tommy Lynch, who's back after his wife giving birth. Mm. Um, omitted has been Riley Knight. The Sydney side of things, a couple of the, the biggest, and I guess for them is Jared McVeigh, who's one of the, the highest priced defenders yet to play this year, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was be interesting to see how he goes. And Dean Towers in as well. Um, big out, George Hewitt. A lot of people had him. And uh, including myself, I'm pretty sure most people had yeah. the uh, the trio from Sydney. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's uh, he's been omitted, so I not not too sure what to do there. I think you'd hold him for a week while you move bigger problems. But yeah, he's been out, and Zach Jones has been omitted as well. Yeah, Zach Jones is uh, is one that I thought um, his spot's going to be pressured by Nick Newman when there's a, a chance for an elevation too, because Newman's been killing it again in the kneeful too. So just keep an eye on him. Yep, that's it. All right. Your boys in the Bulldogs, the Blue Baggers. Um, we've got the previous number three draft pick, Lockie Plowman, coming in for his first game a long time. Uh, Gold Coast retru- recruit uh, Liam Sumner, who was, I think he was top 10 pick back in oh, 2010 or 11 or something like that when they were still in the VFL. And Jed Lamb comes back in. Out goes Michael Jamison, which is a big one for being admitted. Lockie Plowman's his like for like replacement. Uh, Mark Wiley and Blaine Boakhurst both going out. Um, on the Bulldog side of things, the big out is the general Rob Murphy, who's done his ACL, and he's going with a traditional knee Rico, so that's going to be 12 months. In comes the uh, former Brisbane Lions captain, Jed Adcock, for his first game. Um, but he's priced out of it, so there's nothing you need to worry about on that side of things. That's it. GWS versus Port Adelaide. Some a uh, fair few ins, not not massive ones, but in we've got Matty Buntine, Jack Steele, Jared Pickett, Nick Haynes, Adam Tomlinson, and Jacob Hopper. Um, if you held Jack Steele for some unknown reason, he's coming back in, um, and as well as that, Jacob Hopper and Jared Pickett are playing their first game, so there could be some cash cows to look at in the next couple of weeks. Out we've got Devin Smith, which hurts if you put him in as a point of difference. And then we've also got Aiden Court, Will Hoskin Elliott out as well. Um, in for Port Adelaide, Hamish Hartlett, my boy Chad, Chad Wingard, the Chad, and Sam Colquhoun. And the, don't know how to say that. Colquhoun. Colquhoun. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, happy that... Um, and just we- remember that they're Sunday teams, so a few of those guys are going to be uh, left on the emergencies from the extended bench. Um, yeah, so um, I guess the with the extended benches, you've got, well, Callan Ward's on extended bench for GWS. Obviously, he won't be left there, but yeah. um, you've got the likes of Jared Pickett, Jack Steele, Jacob Hopper, all of those guys are on the extended bench, so some, one of those could get omitted. And on the interchange, or the extended bench for Port Adelaide, you've got um, Darcy Byrne-Jones, mm. Brendan Archie, uh, the main ones. Or, yeah, and Jared Polek as well. So just keep an eye out. Make sure that none of your players are omitted. Yeah, cool. All right, Collingwood and Melbourne. Um, actually probably going to be a close game. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I've actually tipped Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, is yeah, is that going to come back and bite me, I wonder? I've tipped Melbourne this week. I think they're... Um, they're paying yeah. $2.50, man. Whew. Yeah, Alan Tuvey, still slide bottom. He's a big one. Travis Varco is going to give him some speed. Brent McCaffrey's is going to give him some tackles, maybe. I don't know what he brings to the team. And big American pie, Mason Cox, is in for his first official AFL game, provided he gets named. Let's see. No, he's on the extended bench, so he could still be a, a, a late out. Um, James Ace is probably going to be a on the emergencies list as well because he's been absolutely pus so far this year. Um, on the... Uh, Melbourne side of things, Angus Brayshaw comes back in after he, he spent a, a bit of time in the VFL last week. Cam Pedersen, Jaden Hunt, Neil, Alex Neil Bullen, the guy that I've highlighted a couple times, absolutely kills the VFL. He had 36 touches and a couple goals two weeks ago. Last week he had 28 touches and a goal, something like that. He's a ball magnet, so re- he's a defence um, option for 235k, so really keep an eye on him. Jeff Gartlett comes back in, but uh, whispers are they're still testing his uh, his ankle, so don't be surprised, particularly on Sunday, if he just uh, doesn't pull up um, and he's a late out. Um on the extended bench, all those guys we've pretty much named as ins, so a few of them could still be on the emergencies list. That's it. And just a bit of a note on um, 
Coxie, uh, Big Cox. He's uh, 211 centimetres. I think he's equal equal tallest player in the AFL with Sanderlands. But it's going to be a scary sight. Sanderlands has almost 10 kilos on Mason Cox. So you can imagine how skinny bloody Sandy is. Watch out for Mason Cox. If he gets on the ground, he's going to be bloody... Yeah, it's going to look like a um, gumby. 211 centimetres, 110 kilos. And he's got a ridiculous leap. Like, he's got a knick-knack leap. Yeah, that's... um, He's just pretty much straight out of the the, uh, college basketball. He just looks like an NBA player. And I was actually reading today that um, in 2015, he had the 10th best um, shot for goal accuracy in the VFL. The 10th best. Yeah, they're they're bred well over in the States. um, Far out. They're tall... If you go mm. over there, there's there's just so many tall people. Doesn't matter what what skin color they are, they are just tall. Yeah. Every bloody person's tall. So yeah, I, I I think it might be a force in years to come. So yeah, yeah keep an eye out if he gets named this weekend. Cool. Um, North and Frio, not too many relevant ones from this one. The only relevant one on the Frio side of things is Aaron Sanderlands. But for North Melbourne, we've got Lockie Hanson, Mason Wood. Kane Turner and Farron Ray coming in, and out is Taylor, Taylor Garner, who's done his hamstring. The new one's Farron Ray. Now he has come over from the doggy, Doggies, is it? I thought he was the Saints. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure he's bounced around. He was definitely at the Saints last, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he, play, he played on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Got, he yeah. never really did anything for like a number two draft pick. Yeah, sorry, I got confused with uh, old mate Jed Adcock. Adcock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the ins and outs for Frio: Hayden Crozier, how uh, Crozier? Sorry, uh, John Griffin, Matt Taberna, Darcy Tucker, and Jack Hammoth are all in. Mm. Um, we have Tendai Mazungu and Aaron Sanderlands who have been out. And um, R.I.P. to Aaron Sanderlands. That was, yeah, uh, yeah he got absolutely poleaxed by. Yeah, the that's so. that's a bad one. I, I I didn't actually find out if he had a. Um I know he's got he had fractured ribs, but I'm pretty sure he already also had a pneumothorax, which is basically a collapsed lung, and the air gets in the pleural space, and you can't your air, your chest can't expand to um, be able to breathe. So that's a it's not just coming back from cracked ribs; he's actually recovering from um, injuries to um, inside his chest and his lungs and things like that. So it's a, a quite a severe injury, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for a considerable amount of time, anything up to you know two three months. And uh, what's the bet? Jonathan Griffin, who's their go-to ruckman now, what's the bet? He comes in, scores 100. He's a 300k ruck forward. All those people that held, uh, what's his name? Mason Cox and the the other one from Essendon. What's his name? Grimley. They'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, good as uh, Jonathan Griffin. I don't reckon Griffin's going to outscore Lewenberger and they're the same price. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah. There's just a lot of silly moves that will yeah. go on if he scores big. Mason Wood is another one that's been absolutely killing the VFL. He kicked, like, I don't know, it was like two or three goals and had 35 touches or something in the last week in the VFL. So um, he's been absolutely killing it. Um, Darcy Tucker's probably going to end up on the extended bench again. And Jack Hanneth is probably just a uh, a backup for Jonathan Griffin. He's probably going to end up on the extended bench. Our boy, guess who's named... Last on the extended bench, guys. It's this is actually giving me nightmares looking at it right now. Michael Barlow. Oh God, what in the hell? I only just realised that. Yep. Get him out, Houston. We have a problem. No, no. Um, uh, <laughs> he he can't he can't be dropped. Surely he's he's just on the extended bench. I reckon he's just named a um like just on the bench. He's been named there a couple of times, but if he's dropped off. Don't know what I'll do, but uh, I'm going to cry, man. I held him through all this stuff, and then he gets dropped. You're kidding me? I'm going to take it personally. I'm going to go to his house if it happens. Actually, I go to Ross Lyon's house. Why are you always lying? Yeah, exactly. All right, right, man. That's actually a pretty good uh, segue. We're going to jump into last week's Houston. We have a problem. I'm going to hold him. It's Barlow. Michael Barlow, obviously, he's had a crap start. He's averaging bloody 60 at the moment. I'm saying hold him. He's not, he's, the law of averages 
He's not going to average 60 or 70 for the year. His lowest average is about low 90s, think about 93 or 94. He's not going to revert that badly that he just all of a sudden averages bloody nothing. So, Michael Barlow, he um, we said to, well, obviously there was a problem with him last week, but we said to give him another shot. I think we're going through the um, the teams, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and goes 100 plus. He, you said he was going to come out and go 100 and 110. You need to make a formal apology to the community because you were wrong, Houston. He made yeah. 99. Sorry, fellas. I I let you down by 11. Apologize. I, I am sorry. The Dr. Supercoach community, I have let you down by 11 points. And I know... <laughs> You've let them down by one point, mate. At the end of the day, I've, I've only got myself to blame, so I'm going to take a long, <laughs> hard look at myself after they, this they were, The community was chirping us online because you actually came out and said he was going to... You wouldn't be surprised if he came out 100 or 110. And he comes out with 99. And when he was on 65 or something at halftime, I'm thinking, I sent you that little sneaky text, Houston, you, you're going to be two for two of Houston, we have a problem. And then... You know, he, he just had to just pull up right at the end and, you know, just come to a screeching halt and run out of gas and get that 99 just to prove you wrong. That's it. Oh, well, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, don't have a problem with him this week. It's all good. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. The problem I've noticed at the moment is who to cull and he to, who to keep with the rookies. So this is a good point to refer back to our break-evens article. If you have a rookie such as Mills or um, a player that's got a, a low break-even of 20 to 30, you, you don't you don't want to cull them yet because they don't, they're still going to appreciate in value. If you've got a player that won't be on the field, not playing, such as George Hewitt, if he's not playing this week and you find that you're, you're stuck without someone, then go down. But, yeah, I'd keep... Keep your rookies at the moment. Don't get rid of them if you if you can help it. The only other problem that I've seen this week, obviously Crouch is gone. Uh, he's out for a couple of weeks. Three, he's I'm out, hearing. Sorry? Two or three is what I'm hearing he's going to be yeah. out for. He's also out of my super coach team. So I've just gone straight down to a rookie, uh, done a couple of swing arounds, got in Hartley. I didn't have Hartley, so it's all it's toss-up between him and uh, Rugmuncher. And uh, <laughs> Crouchy, with that, he's made... Uh, yeah. He's, it's it's downgrading what you thought might be a premium stepping stone, but still taking a couple of hundred K from him, it's ability to upgrade a, a rookie at um, at some stage in the in the near future. And Rockcliffe, there's a couple of things. If you've got him, you might as well keep him for another week unless you're struggling to get players on field. If you don't have him, then yeah, you're all good. But yeah, yeah he should he said that he was very close to selection this week. So um, yeah, it could be could be something that if, if you, you're able to get him in next week, then you'll be... Oh, wait, no, sorry, not next week because he's not going to be um, going up in... He's going to be going down in value. But, yeah, watch him watch him for a couple of weeks and see how it goes. But if you've got him still, just keep him there. Yeah, it's something that we're going to touch on in our Q&A section there, Houston. But if you've got a Rocky, for example, and he's not playing this week and you're missing out on those points and you're falling behind in the rankings, is it worth doing a double trade, say... Say you haven't got Aaron Hall, for example. Do you go a Rockcliffe at 550 to an Aaron Hall at 490? Bank is 60K. Rocky comes back, drops about 50, 80K, and Hall goes up, um, you know, it's another 60K in price even. And then you trade out, say, um, a Callum Mills at 300, 320k when Rocky's bottomed out because he's going to come back and he's going to be nursed through. They're going to play him forward again. He's not going to be that fully fledged midfielder racking up 120s, 130s. That's... So you can probably take any a little bit closer to the the buys even before you pick him up. And considering they have the first buy in round 13, you could even wait until there's a cash cow um, fattened up completely, and then and you know it's a you know it's a hundred grand jump just to go to, to Rockcliffe, who's about to take off. And, you know, the last two years, his back ends to the season have been the best out of everyone in the competition, two years running. And he's been That's injured for half the last two years. So um, it's, it's going to be very interesting what people do with Rockcliffe, um, whether you hold or burn two trades on it. That's it. Um, you have some captaincy options for us. Yeah, 
Captain Courageous. Okay, um, so we're just going to quickly run through some captaincy options um, that we've highlighted. We're going to pick three pretty much set and forget ones, and we're going to pick um, probably uh, two just kind of left field ones. Um, and we've got a word of warning for one player that you really need to look out from. So number one on our list, we've got the GOAT, Gary Ablett. Okay, the intro was there for a reason. Against the Lions, he averages 148 across his career, and he averages 139 at the Gabba. He's yet to go under 120 this year. He has, you know, this is a this is a chance to, um, you know, go a, a sneaky vice captain on someone. Say you're going Danger against Essendon in the second game. Danger goes 130. I know our rule about 130, Houston, but the numbers with Ablett this year against Brisbane, they don't lie, man. Yeah, that's it. I um. I'm not afraid to just lock in Gaz. Yeah. It's, it's back to real Gaz. I mean, I've got I've got loophole options this week um, with White as R3. I might as well go VC Gab, Gaz, seeing as he plays so early, because, you know, he gets injured, it gives you a second shot. Yeah. You can, exactly. you can whack it on Goldie or someone. Yeah. I'm so uh, it, the, the safe bet is just to VC him if you can, because you don't know, as we said, you don't know what can happen. But I'm guessing... Gabler goes, Gab goes, I'm going to say 140. I, yeah. I don't see him going under 140. Average is 148 against the Lions, 139 at the Gabba. Hasn't gone under 120 this year. Lions are leaking points. You saw what Danger and Joel Selwood did to him yet last last week. Pretty much 150s across the board for both of them. Gaz is going to get 150. Yep, agreed. Or even Aaron, some- Aaron Hall, I haven't got on the list, but he's another sneaky one to just keep in mind. I don't think you can have the balls to put the captaincy on Aaron Hall, though. No. Good no, sneaky VC option. Oh, on Nat Five. Mm, that's another one you could, you can have a look at. Nat Five, but he is he's got Ben Jacobs mm. tagging him. So yeah, see what he did to Daniel Rich, and um, yeah, could be a hard one. Yeah, I've got some numbers on that. Ben Jacobs has kept Daniel Rich to six touches and Nathan Jones to five touches in the last two weeks when they are matched up on each other. He is the only clear tagger in the AFL competition and he's probably the best since Crowley in his heyday. Probably better than Crowley in his heyday. And last year he went to five, kept him to only 18 touches even though he scored 108 points. But that was the that was the game that Fife nearly got suspended for rough conduct or something like that. So he gets underneath... Everyone's skin, and he's one of those players that watches the ball rather than watches the player rather than the ball. So, um, a word of warning for five owners: I wouldn't be whacking the C on him at this stage. I wouldn't even be putting the VC on him. That's it. Um, Who is your other option? I've got number two is Danger. He's obviously in a a rich vein of form at the moment, but he only averages 102 against the Dons, but that doesn't matter too much. However, he averages 136 at the MCG, and he's already gone above 160 twice already this year. So if you've got Ablett and Danger, I'd be VCing Danger with the the captaincy ready to chuck on Ablett. Number three on our list today, we've got uh, Goldstein coming off 172. Can he back it up? He only averages 76 against the Dockers, which is a worry. But the Dockers don't have Sanderlands this week, obviously. Um, and he averages 115 at Eddie Had. So, you know, he's had two big tons this season. Do you think no Sandylands is uh, go for gold for gold member? It would be amazing. I remember watching the um, the game where they played against the Dockers last year and Goldstein was irrelevant. He got, he got such a low score and a lot mm. of people had captained him that yep. week. And, um yeah, killed killed him. Didn't kill me because I um, had it on somebody else. But yeah, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to see how he goes. Whether it's the way that the Frio midfield work and he's not able to get those tap downs, or whether it was purely just because Sanderlands is a monster. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm pretty confident that he'll be, he'll um be able to do a lot better than 75 or whatever it is. Yeah. So there are three set and forget ones. Uh, we've got two left field ones. This one's going to surprise a few people. I've got Zorko the Magnificent. He averages 130 on the Suns, averages 120 at the home ground at the Gabba, and he's coming off 148 and 111 already this year. And considering only 3.3% of the competition own him, he's a very unique option for someone that could really go bang. Wowee. Yeah. That's a good call. Good call. And not many people looking at Zorko across the board, shown by his uh, 
um, his point of difference status at only 3%. Um, you know, without Beams, without Rockcliffe, he's obviously gone straight into the guts of the midfield and he's kicking goals, he's getting mid-20 disposals, he's very efficient by foot. Um, you know, he's a sneaky one. I, I wouldn't. He, he's probably worth, ch- worth chucking a, a VC on if you've got Goldie or someone playing later in the week. That's it. Yeah, uh, if you've got the balls anyway. That's it. Agreed. And the only other one I've got here is uh, you can't deny Lukey Parker. He's been smashing it this year. Averages 117 against Adelaide. He's probably going to beat that this week. Uh, averages 110 at the Adelaide Oval. He's also probably going to beat that this week. And he's already going at 135 this year. I expect him to go big again. They're, they're probably the five I'd be tossing up between. That's it. Yeah, I um, I quite like those, actually. Mm. Um, next segment. It ain't easy being cheesy. All right, guys. There's a couple of little trades that we've been getting absolutely smashed with on the Facebook page and on Twitter and basically every mode of communication you can get um, is what to do with Crouch now that we know he's going to be out for three weeks. Okay. Um, this is where kind of the DPP comes into effect because there's a few people... The, the back line has a lot of value this year, doesn't it, Houston? That's it, 100%. Yeah, yeah so I have a couple names that we can throw out there. You don't have Hartley. He's on the bubble. You don't have Ruggles. He's not on the bubble, but he's probably someone that you could probably jump the gun, would you say, Houston? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he's um he's been talked up quite a bit by his coach. Mm. Uh, by, oh, I always get confused. Chris or Brad Scott, whichever one of them. It one is. of them. Shouldn't be allowed to do that. Shouldn't have allowed. <laughs> shouldn't have twins allowed to coach teams. Um, yeah, I I think he'll keep his spot. Um, either or either. If you're looking, if you need the 15k cash or whatever, go to Ruggles. But yeah, I'm a, yeah. I don't mind Hartley. Well, for example, if you've already got Hartley and you're you know, you've got say Lonigan or someone in the uh, the back line, um, or Brody Smith or something like that. You could go crouch out, bring that DPP forward. In comes a Ruggles if you've already got Hartley, or um, if you haven't got Hartley, he's the obvious one. Um, a lot of people were worried because Nathan Grimer was coming in this week. Did he get he get named? I didn't even see if he got named. No, he didn't even get named. Yeah, but the 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 thing is um, with. The Essendon side, yeah, no, definitely didn't get named Michael Hartley at halfback. Um, the thing for me is if they bring Grimer in, Hartley is going to keep his spot because they're going to chuck Mitch Brown up forward. Right now yeah. they've got Matty D, they've got Hartley, they've got Mitch Brown, um, and they've got James Gwilt. Um, they've got Patrick Ambrose. I, I don't see them using Patrick Ambrose in the defence. He wins their running time trials across the board because he's such an aerobic beast. You want him up forward running up and down the ground rather than playing a lockdown defender. So if there was someone to come out for Grimer, it'd be one of those um, kind of tall forwards. Yeah, agreed. Mitch Brown pushes forward and Grimer takes his spot in the back line kind of thing. So... I'm, yeah, I'm not really seeing. Obviously, you can't go too too tall in the back line. You can't have Matty D, Wilt, Hartley, Ambrose, Brown, like all these tall guys in the back. But I I have no dramas picking up Hartley, even knowing that Grime is not far away. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, who trade options other than that? What what have you got? Um, that that would be the way I would be going. Obviously, for Rocky, you've got to get on. I think, you know, we've had enough evidence. We said it last week. You need Aaron Hall. He's going to be top five forward. You've got to have him. Okay. You've got to get on Libba if you don't already have Libba. And then it gets a little bit more exotic because um, you could go Azorko, who's a very much a, a point of difference and is in a in very, very good midfield role for Brisbane. Um, you could go... Um, to a straight across to a Parker who's smashing it, a Gray, Pendles. Uh, Collingwood's about to go on a big run, man. I'm going to say it right now. Pendles is going to bounce back, and the last five games before the bye is going to average 120. I'm call, I'm coming out and saying it here, Houston. Yeah, I, I that would be amazing if you did so. I, um, well, it, it's Pendles. It's to Pendlebury. He's going to do it. I'm making the call now. Everyone that's jumping off him. 
There's 22% of people who have him and in the competition, and they're all jumping off and saying, saying he's playing across halfback, he's no good. They play Demons, Brisbane, um, Demons, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Carlton, Essendon, all these guys running up to the bye. He is just going to go on an absolute rampage. All of the Collingwood midfielders are. So you could even go something more point of difference. You could go a Tay-Tay. You could go a Trelaw. You could go a side bottom. He's another good one to have a look at. These these Collingwood mids, you know, they've had a poor start to the season. They're going to lift. I have absolutely no dramas going a rock cliff to one of these guys. Yeah, agreed. Um, That is, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it for Cheezo's Tasty Trades. So next part of our segment uh, is team review. So each week we get someone to send in a uh, review and a picture of their team. So thanks God for doing that, guys. It's been awesome. Um, now, to get your team exclusively reviewed on the podcast, please subscribe as well as leave us a review on the iTunes podcast channel for the chance at this review. The winner for the review this week was Rowan Langworthy. So well done, Rowan. Thank you for your sub- submission. Um, now, have you got this team in front of you? Have you looked looked much into it at the moment? I've had a look at this team. It's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, I, I agree. It's, I, um, I kind of like where he's gone, but it's a bit different. It's... Uh, he hasn't got many uber premiums. He's kind of gone the next tier down, hasn't he? Yeah, that's it. And it, it's hard. It's hard to see... Um, a team without without Goldie, without yeah. Goldie Locks. He's got um, Stefan Martin. Uh, I'll go through the team. He's got um, in the back line, we're looking at Heath Shaw, Jesse Lonigan, Jacob Wiedering, Matty D, Marcus Adams, McDonald, Tip and Woody, uh, Daniel Howe and Mitch Brown. Midfield, we've got Dangerfield, Ablett, Hanabry, Mitch Duncan, David Zaharakis, Matty Crouch, uh, ben Kennedy, George Hewitt, Callum Mills, Ryan Davis, Jade Gresham. In the rucks, Stefan Martin, Max Gorn with Big Cox on the bench. Got mid, uh, sorry, forwards, Dane Zorko, Zach Merritt, Aaron Hall, Sam Gray, Daniel Wells, Tom Papley, Jordan Dugowie, and Kerridge. So I love this team. Yeah, I like it too. I think it's got a great, great scoring potential. Like if you get... If Gray hits his potential, Sam Gray, that is. If Zorko goes well in the forward line, you've got Merritt killing it as well. You're going to have, you're going to be on fire. It goes, it goes pretty deep. Um, my only, uh, looking at it, the only thing that I see in the midfield is obviously no Libba, no Fife. Um, Fife would be able to get for a discounted price. That's fine. Mm. And I think uh, he's being a bit of a spud. <laughs> Hasn't he ever? Yeah. What can you do though? I, looking at this though, um, he's got he's got Gresham and Hewitt. Yeah. Now that's leaving coverage of Ryan Davis on his mid bench. And Ryan Davis is serviceable, but he's not your number one go to emergency. That you know, if you have an injury, you've got no one on the bench. Yeah. Exactly. So I'd look at getting. Uh, possibly getting either Gresham or Hewitt out there, maybe swinging a, uh, let, let's see, probably go from maybe swing either Dugowie or Kerridge into the midfield mm. and then yeah, well, He's got Kerridge on the bench. I, I don't think he can waste Kerridge on the bench. So he's got Zorko, Merritt, Hall, Gray, Wells. You've got to play them all. Then you've got yeah. Dugowie, Kerridge and Papley. Papley, piss him off onto the bench for sure. You need Kerridge or Dugowie on field in the forward line, but I don't think you can have 330k in Dugowie on the bench in the mid on the forward line. Same with Howe in defence. Yeah, got- you, obviously, obviously Howe is back in this week, but you know if you're not getting your money from him, you've got to do something with him. There's no point sitting there Dugowie there for half a season and letting him slow burn. So you're missing out on points having Kerridge on the bench. I mean, he he went Papley over Kerridge this week. Yeah, Papley's a small forward. He was always going to have a down week, and they'd been smashing teams like Carlton and stuff like that, so he was scoring well. As soon as they come up against a decent opposition in GWS where they can close the game down, he scores a 46. And he was on one at half time or something ridiculous like that. 
you know, carriage is someone you need to field every day of the week. So I'd be finding some sort of DPP link, maybe a Gresham out, a carriage up, carriage onto the field for Hewitt. Then you've got... Um, Swing uh, Tip and Woody or Mitch Brown down into forward. Forward line, something like that. Ruggles or Hartley. In. Ruggles or Hartley, which they don't have. So, um, again, it's all about that cash generation and you're kind of stunting yourself if you've got like a Daniel Howe that wasn't playing or you've got all these rookies on the midfield bench that you need. Midfield rookies make you the most money. So you need to make sure you've got them going the, going the best kind of thing. So, um, you, yeah, I'd be utilizing that DPP because you need carriage on ground. If you've got to go, you either need him on the ground or you need to piss him off because there's no point having 330k sitting on the bench for, for five weeks. And with Zorko, Merritt, Hall, Gray, Wells, Carriage, there's no place for Dugowie in that side unless he's on the ground. So I'd be doing something with Dugowie, banking that cash um, and upgrading somewhere else. What do you reckon? Yeah, agreed. Um, so thanks for the send in Rowan his name the team name's Rowan's top ups so keep an eye out and see if he makes any changes <laughs> um, yeah keep sending your teams we'd love to see exactly what you do after we give it the device like the advice yeah. whether you go give us the finger and say nah I'm going to stick to my guns or you actually take the advice like um, it was a Jacob last week that didn't have Libba I'd love to know if that's who you got Libba in for, for Rocky and things like that instead of Sammy Mitchell because you were overpaying like um, yeah. you, you, if you're getting as I'm saying, like last week, you get Sammy Mitchell or someone like that, or even if you get Dangerfield this week, you're paying absolute premium price. You, if you're spending top dollars on absolutely everyone, you're going to run out of money at some point. So That's you it. need to be finding these these gems that you need to jump on. Um, the last thing we've got a we've got a couple of questions. We'll go through um, three three Q eight questions just to. Oh, I, I reckon let's just do a quick fire and we'll see how we go. Okay, smash through them. All right, we had a, a write-in from Thomas Graham. He's got a, a very nice uh, picture of, it looks like him and his bride dancing around. So he, he's obviously uh, probably not allowed to play Supercoach as much as he'd like right now, having a, 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 a lady friend in the house. So I'm glad you wrote in there, um, Tom Graham. It's, it's absolutely uh, pertinent that we get some information. He, he's actually said, Crouch to Ruggles, Rocky to Goldie. Thoughts? Nice, take it. I like yep. those. Like, yep. if you've already got Hartley, Ruggles is the first one you do. That, that He's actually talking about that little switch we had before with the crouch out, the Ruggles in, the DPP, that kind of thing. He's also said, is it too early to get Ruggles? No. I don't think so. Like, no. He's it's, shown that he can be a solid performer, and he's, he's always been a good player. It's just yep. the opportunity, so he's got the opportunity now. Yeah, VFL best and fairest for Geelong last year. Um, 77 in his first game for Supercoach. He had 73 or 74 in Dream Team, so he's still got a fair bit of the ball, and um, that's what you want to see. You want a, a higher ratio of Supercoach to Dream Team. It means he's using it well. Um, I'm happy with that. They're good trades. Uh, Tommy G, I'd be going through with them, mate, and uh, hope the missus uh, is uh, letting you play a fair bit of Supercoach this weekend. Yeah, don't be too <laughs> long in the toilet here, uh, Tommy. You, you don't <laughs> want to get in trouble. <laughs> what are you doing on there? Nothing. Nothing, Just I'm not listening good. to anything. <laughs> Fozzy Wolf has, has written in, he said, trade Rocky, question mark. If you still got him and you don't have enough coverage, then trade him. I've, I've, I've traded him this week. Um, I've got rid of him. I, I'm just trying to get away from Brisbane players. I traded Rich out last week, trading Rocky this week. I know he'll go huge, but I'm going to pick him up after the buys. I just should yep. have started with him. Yeah, do that little up-down trick. Burns you a couple of trades, but you probably make 200k in the process. Again, yep. you're looking for value. Go to a Zaharakis, a Hall, a Libba, a Mitch Duncan, who is going to drop in price because of his 16 when he got tackled into next year. Um, we won't give away our, um, our secret weapon for this week. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Jesse Langner's written in, Crouch to Aaron Young for Port. Aaron Young's already always been a spud. I don't know if he's just... Has he become relevant? No. Oh, he's, he's been scoring okay, but... It's Aaron no. Young, dude. You I, might as well I, go to Darcy Parrish. Darcy Parrish would honestly score better and make him more money for exactly. the rest of the year. Although Aaron Young is on the bubble. He's averaging 100. He's got a negative break even. I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't go a crouch at 300K to someone at 250K. Even though he's on the bubble, I, I couldn't do it myself. I'd be looking for more value. It's like a Jared Brennan. Yep. 
was amazing exactly. for the first two games. Like, whoa. Yeah. And, yeah. Then he spoke, oh, I remember that a couple of years ago. He went yeah. crazy. He, tur- he tore up the Q Clash. I remember that, like their first one, when, when uh, Suns upset him and then sputtered it for the rest of his career. That's it. He was actually playing up here not that long ago. Yeah, up, no, up here no doesn't mean make sense to the podcast, but Townsville is <laughs> where Townsville. I Yeah, Townsville. Up there, mate. Oh, right up in Townsville. Um, <laughs> Geordie Barr's written in, uh, what to do with Toby Green? Well, I think he's going to be one of those players that has a spud week, has a brilliant week, has a spud week, has a brilliant week. You've just He's a Brody Smith, just ride the roller coaster. If you picked him, you've got other problems to deal with first. Get your rookies yeah. right, get your premiums right. Toby Agreed. Green shouldn't. If, he, if Toby Green is your only problem so far, you're probably winning the competition, and you can do what you want. You don't need our help. Um, is there one more? Yeah, oh, I've got there. a heap more. What should we do? Should we offload Jenny, Jesse Lonigan? No, he's averaging eighty. You bought, picked him up at sixty-four. He's making your cash. Is exactly what you expected. You didn't expect him to come out and do one thirties. This is exactly what you expected. Again. He's probably the least of your problems. Wait till later on. Fix something else up. Um, I've got one here. Dylan Gregson, hold or trade Sam Gray? Hold. Hold. Same principle. You've picked him. You've got other problems to deal with. Jerome Remus, the most attractive players to trade in for each line. Ooh. The most attractive players. There's some good-looking fellas out there. That's what I thought he was thinking about. So we'll start off with defence. I reckon probably... For me, in defence, the most attractive player is probably Alex Rance. Ah, yeah. He's got lovely teeth, mate. Well. He's a dreamboat. Hawley <laughs> didn't like him the other week, did he? They got uh, into a massive run-in on the field. Yeah, that's because of Alec, how nice Alex Rance's hair is. And Hawley <laughs> was like, you wouldn't, you keep taking my beard oil to put through your hair. I just can't do it anymore. Hawley's <laughs> like, stop taking my baby oil to rub on you. Stop it, guys. Come on. <laughs> midfield is probably Jaeger. He's probably the most attractive person. Jaeger or Superman near Mo Mira. He yeah. looks, literally looks like Superman. If I ever had to have someone's body, it'd be Jaeger's. That's true. Uh, <laughs> well, Ruckman, we're at a loss, I think. <laughs> there's no, no attractive Ruckman. I'm sorry there, mate. Jerome, there's no attractive ones. I think we go for the uh, the Max Gorn hipster yeah, Max, hipster look. Hipster look. So, yeah, that's about it. But move on from then. And uh, forward line. Who we got? I reckon I'm going to go your boy and Chatty Wingard. Hey, Wingardium Leviosa. There you go, Jerome Remus. They're the most attractive players to, to trade in each line. I'm not sure if that's exactly the wording you were going for, but that's the one we interpreted it as. Pretty sure that's what he wanted. <laughs> um, Karen Loder, do we go from a Crouch to a Mills Parish or Oliver, or do we go to a Keys Petrarca yet to play? Um, I wouldn't take any of those guys that have mm. already hit the bubble, then yeah. burst it. Um, I would just try and switcheroo and get a player that is either on the bubble, such as doing the the DPP swap we did before, or um, yeah, finding something different. Yeah, and uh, Damien Walsh, final question: Pick two to field: Hewitt, Davis, Menadju, or Papley. Well, Hewitt's out because you know he didn't get named. Menadju is probably going to really love the open spaces of the Wacker. Uh, oh, where are they? The that Perth ground, that one, Domain Stadium. Um, so his hard running through the lines is probably going to help him. I'd say Field Menadju, Davis or Papley, man. That's a toss-up for me. You go. Davis or Papley. Oh. Davis is playing Brisbane Lions, so you can bank him in for 65. Papley is playing Adelaide Crows, who are absolutely killing it. He's a small forward. Oh. Yeah, literally toss a coin. Toss a coin. I'm going to go Davis and Menadju. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'll take Davis as well. Yeah. Oh, look, I'll go against you. I'll go Papley to see how we see how we fare next week. All right, all right. So it's just basically uh, Cheese versus Houston on this one, then, is it? Yep, pretty much. All right, that pretty much wraps it up. We've got a uh, slightly shorter one by about half an hour there, Houston. We're slowly getting it down, optimizing the podcast. It's been Good brilliant, job. yeah, having you on there, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. It's been good, as always. Uh, just a quick shout-out as well. We've got a new leader in the Dr. Supercoach group. Um, we have somebody... Please tell with, me it's not Chev, Trev jacking himself or whatever it was last uh, week. He's completely bloody gone. This is, um, <laughs> he's blown his load. <laughs> this is this is called September Stars, and I'm oh. actually... I'm 
I'm not sure, but I think this actually might be you. The name of the person is Darcy. So I'm pretty okay, sure I'm, you go around as that name. You call yourself Darcy. I call there, myself Patty. So there is a rumour going around that I'm actually Darcy Parrish. I can come out and say, I've got brown hair. I'm not Darcy Parrish. It's lovely that people think that oh, I'm trying to push myself out there. That's the only reason I would comment on Darcy Parrish that much. In fact, next starting next week, we're going to start up a uh, best player of the week. And I have a feeling that Darcy Parrish is going to feature a lot in this if I'm running the competition. I have a feeling that he's going to be the best player of the week every week if you'll host Ezo. <laughs> well, I can't let you run it because bloody Cripper would get it every week. I oh, know. Um, look, Darcy from Sep- September Stars, well done. You're on top of the uh, Dr. Supercoach group leaderboard at the moment. He's got a total score of 7,039, which gives him an average of 2,346 and an overall rank of 182. So just as a, uh, a note before we leave, well done, Darcy. Absolutely killing it in the top 200. Awesome. Hope he listens to the podcast because we want to we want to share that 50k, mate. Yeah, give us a yell. Give us a, <laughs> give us a yell. Either tweet us at Doctor Supercoach or um, yeah, yeah, shoot us a a post on the Facebook wall. But guys, this week, yeah, remember to send in those reviews to Doctor Supercoach at hotmail.com. So it's dr Supercoach at hotmail.com with a subscription screenshot and a review and a screenshot a screenshot of your team we'll review your team live on the podcast and um yeah thanks for all the support yeah. so far you've been feedback. killing it and thank you to my lovely host chizo oh thanks mate I, I do go by chisel now after the uh yeah. the intro but uh you know I, i'm happy with chizo just for a sec there houston cheesy <laughs> thanks guys we'll catch you later see you legends see ya Gazza, you are everything You're all we ever wanted Always go real big Bigger than we could have done it You be in on everything Teammates, they never got it We want this forever Any price, we'll spend whatever on you Shoulder slow you down Still average 110 and up But then you got it right Came back and ripped it up We start you every year We ain't giving up And we say the same thing Every single time Gazza, you the best Gazza, you the best Gazza, you the best Gazza, you the best You're the best we ever had Best we ever had Best we ever had Best we ever had Cause Gazza, you the best